ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Lucian Black from Fly Trap Studios. Yo, yo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fuck off. <laughs> good to have you back on, man. You too, brother. Good, man, good to it's, see you. It's so funny having you back on after, like, look, you were one of the OGs of this, like, whole little operation. I've FTM, got mate, yeah, with exactly. the fly trap in the house. Yeah, Mr. K the Sov, yep. the Don. Locks Marie. Locks. Yeah, yeah, K the Sovereign Security Man. Yeah, mate. Yeah, He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that, brother. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, that was, that was, like... That feels like last week, but simultaneously a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was a while ago, yeah. actually, wasn't it? Because we hit 400 streams the other week and 100, 100 listeners. Congratulations, mate. So that is, like, that, that, that's good work, mate. Man, like, I didn't, I thought that would take me like a year. You know, I did not think it would be go that quickly. Man, just. All I can say is, like, you're doing what you're doing and it's what you want to do. It's your art. It's your, man, who cares? Just, who cares? Just punch along, you know? So like, I reckon it's great. I reckon, like, I like your humour. <laughs> I, reckon it's, I reckon it's good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, just keep punching along, mate. Like, mm. b- before you know it'll be 1,000, 2,000. Yeah. yeah. It's too fun to stop, honestly. It's too fun to stop. I don't care where I get the money to keep doing this shit from. You know, but uh, I will keep doing it. You no, that's awesome, mate. It, no, man. keep it up. Yeah, but um, huge welcome back. And you know that that uh, first episode, I was super happy to have you on, and I'm super happy to have you back. No, so thank you. I've got some questions I want to ask you as both the DJ and a music producer. Yes, and as like I've seen you on stage before, as kind of like the one of the resident hype men. It seems like oh, yes, you fucking yes and jack no. up those acts on stage so much. Oh, depends what depends what uh, costume I've got on for that night, uh, mate. You know, right, right, yeah, right, right, no. right. that's okay. That's mate. usually a mad fat gig. I usually get a little bit loose, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's when you usually see me all dressed up with uh, blood all over me with a meat cleaver or uh, nice. as uh, Stick Flair, which is the parody of Ric Flair from uh, the wrestling. Yeah, which you would have seen me in my um. My Gunja suit the other night. Nice. I was uh, filling in for uh, the Cat Daddy Ash from MadFap. And um, mm. yeah, I've been Sting from WWE for a video clip uh, with the MadFap crew. Yeah, we just love to play the the characters and um, fuck around, have yeah, fun. Yeah, hype up. And mm. yeah, it's just all about the fun. Like, they, whenever we all get together, it's, um, yeah, it's always, always good fun, especially. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Gig wise, you know. That's what you want. The uh, other thing, like one thing I wanted to ask you as a music producer, it seems like you work with so much, you must have to work with so much talent. How do you like prioritize? Is there a, or can you reveal that secret? You know, is there, is there a way as of working in through it? who or? I work with, uh, but, but as in Flytrap or just in everybody in general? Both, both. Like, uh, you know, if it's a two, if it has to be a two-part answer. Take yeah, so Flytrap tra- fly ourselves, um, I started that in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm an auto electrician by trade. Done that ever since I was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided um, I wanted to have a bit of a change in my life. I was about 35 at the time, 34, 35. Mm-hmm. And I thought... Um, I want to have a change. I've always been involved in music, um, played in bands at school, all that sort of stuff. Loved loved the beat making sense of it. Went to a lot of music, so I consumed a lot of music as right. well as um, events and stuff like that. I used to go as well. 
followed the local scene here and also in Melbourne. Um, but Flytrap Studios itself were a collective. Yeah. Um, it grew into that with the growing members. Yes. Prioritisation, to answer the question, I'd say um, we only have a certain amount of time. Of course. Um, I prioritise anything that comes up in front of me. I think I can deal with a lot that comes mm. um, with me with personalities and all that sort of stuff. Um, a lot of the people or a lot of the fam in Flytrap, they're very well established themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't manage them in the sense of like as a traditional manager would. Mm-hmm. I'd be more in the sense of like support, for instance, um, grants that are coming out, information, if someone needs something, if they need a DJ for the night, logistically, sort of like a fixer. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. Is there, I have to say, I, I want to pick your brain about this as someone who does events and yep. is very much like a good showman yourself. The other night uh, at the Comedy Lounge, Saturday night, yep. I premiered the onesie on stage for the first time. Yeah, I reckon that was a, I reckon that was a, good, a good idea. Look, man, I Give felt me- like Batman in that, honestly. Like, I felt fucking invincible in that. It just got me in the zone. I'll tell you why. There's an old saying that says, if you give a man a mask, he will show his true face. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So that's a bit of uh, old school wisdom coming out. But no, that's... It's good. It's um, it's sort of like your army, you know? Like, I reckon it's a great... I'm not going to say it's a gimmick because it's not. I think it's a great... um, How would I say? Costume for your character? Yes, yes. Because I think comedians... Um, definitely play a character on stage, but I feel like the character they play is just an exaggeration of themselves. Or an extension. Yes, yes. Or an introverted perspective of themselves. Like yeah. I know some comedians that are very, how would you say, dry and like I'm, I'm not saying they're not funny, they're fucking hilarious, yeah. but um, they've got that sort of persona, but like in real life they're off their fucking head. Yes, yes, yes. Where you've got the, some that are real introverted, but then they get on stage and it's just like boom. It's their outlet, yeah. Yeah, so I reckon, uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep the onesie up. I, I, I'm going to wear it on every act Just in the future. Just get a few more. So yes. you're not sitting uh, around in the look, same stanky ass. Look, I've, watched, I've washed it. I've <laughs> washed it. And I'm going to wash it again. Don't get me wrong. But, Twice? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Look, after the night out I had after that show, I probably should. Eh? You're probably going in the pockets and find a 50 in there. You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you, you hear the rest of the episode on... Uh, I don't want to spoil the episode for no, you. No, no, no. I told you the whole yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. I tell you what, that was... I recorded the episode because a few people know who know me know that I love a big night out. And yep. I'm, I'm a harmless individual on a night out. Like, I'm not a rowdy person, but I just love to have adventures. Yeah, of course. And missions. Yes, yes. Little side quests. Big missions, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the ADD? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah. Um, but uh, the fucking night out was spectacular. Uh, that episode will be dropping on Friday, this coming Friday. But the one thing, back to circling back, sorry to go off topic, you wearing that onesie on stage got me in the zone and like I was cracking jokes backstage I felt like I was comedically in the right place I was just firing on all cylinders and I wasn't even on drugs yet yeah, I did awesome. it as soon as I got off stage yeah of course um, but uh, <laughs> the um, is there anything like that for you is there anything you use to like get ready for going on stage to get you into that that mindset that persona that personality that is just you know all magnetism and just thrives um that's a fucking really, really good question. Mm. 
For me, it's I'm a very punctual, regimental person. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, we spoke last Thursday. Yes. And I said, I'll see you Tuesday week or whatever. Mm-hmm. 7.30, haven't spoken since, bang, I'm here. Yeah. I'm that type of person, you know. So, um, with me, it's more about, <clears throat> so I work full time as well. Yeah. <clears throat> now, usually before any gig, unless it's a Saturday night gig, mm-hmm. I start at 6.30 in the morning. Right. So, some nights I don't finish till 2 o'clock Saturday morning by the time right. pack up, pack down, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, in this point in time, for me, it's more about eating well. Mm. It's more about the focusing side of that. Um, if I do get a chance, if I'm thankfully not driving in with all the equipment mm. and I do get a night off, like last week at Raphausen, um, basically I get to have a few drinks and let loose, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more so, I've got everything sort of, I wouldn't say down packed to a fine art because dealing with a lot of people, venues, a, a, a lot of different problems get thrown in my way. I think of I course. can multitask that way. Ha- that's one of my stronger suits. Yes. I think more so than the organisational side of things where uh, paperwork, um, all that sort of stuff, I have someone like Locks that mm-hmm. um, does that sort of organisational sort of stuff. That guardian angel. Because you can't do it all. Yeah, man. Like, it does um, look like I do a lot and I do, but um, I think it's just I've got it down to a fine art where I've got everything organised to a point. Look, I'm on the cusp of taking on a sponsor for this podcast. And honestly, I am. I feel like I need a fucking voluntarily volunteer assistant. But I feel like I'm close to starting a bit of a cult, um, based, a cult. Uh, based on my nights out. Yep. Because people see me in my onesie tripping absolute <clears throat> nuts. Balls. Yep, and then they want to come up and they're like, I give people wisdom on a yep. night out, like, and like, <laughs> fucking, you know, I get people to, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fucking uh, night out shaman, you know, like, pe- 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, pe- people... Guru Flay. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. people people come shaman up Shaman Guru Flay. Exactly, yeah, yeah the shaman strikes So again. you're wanting to do, like, a sort of thing for that and you want to get like I don't think it's so much you need an assistant as much I think it's just sitting down and working out structure yeah and like I'm old school with the pen and paper yeah 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 after the show I'll sit down and I'll we'll have a yarn and that but Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just more about getting stuff organised and having well for me I'm very very lucky because of the people that I have around me Mm -hmm. um that you know, we're a fam, we all help each other out. If I need something done or, you know, if it's a graphic for a, a gig poster or if it's, you know, um, someone's called me because uh, an artist hasn't rocked up and they need someone to come up, you know, like I can make a phone call and I'm very, very fortunate that a lot of people in Flytrap, you know, are, um, you know, they do it for the music as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's kind of what's... It's kind of what is I'm, I'm beginning to see what is really nice about uh, night people involved in nightlife culture. Yep. Not people who just come and enjoy nightlife culture, but people involved in Which it. Which we need. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They are they are extremely uh, giving, for the most part. Of course, yeah. you get a few cunts wherever you go. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you uh, they're extremely giving of their, their time and their effort. And it's because they're like creatives. That. Yeah, exactly. They want the, to support creative. The creative, like... 
yeah, the creative um, culture, the crea- like especially especially now, like uh, from from when I was like mo- most people's age that I um, that are that are in the crew, you know, 20, between twenty and thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, even I'm forty now, so I didn't have those. The obviously for one, the technology to obviously write, record, mix, master, release. Yeah, it wasn't that easy. Now you can do it all on your laptop, and it's on DistroKid in a week. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can monetize, and it's it's very very easy. Mm. Um, for one thing, I think that it makes music a little bit more disposable these days mm. because people can drop a track and they've forgotten about it two weeks time yeah you can get um, visuals put on put the, put. I believe you need to put visuals on a lot of the songs now for it to obviously become whether it's lyrics or stuff like that but you'll find that a lot of the support comes from the other artists mm-hmm. and the other creatives yeah um, there's people that I know that are the consumers sort of side of things where they're they, they um, how would you say it? They support you by coming out to the gigs and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're a lot more, they're a lot more um, open and and uh, more more open to all that sort of stuff than um, some of the creatives. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Shall we take five yep. to uh, because Callum is kind of becoming part of the furniture of this podcast. He That's adds fine. to the charm. That's cool. And uh, what we do is we kind of just get to the benefit is we get to do in this apartment. I share it with. The cop out is he get we get to make fun of him whenever we want. So uh, suck any dick today, Cal? No, I left that all to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Bada bing. Bada bing. Um, well, on the previous episode, we did announce. I didn't say who, when, or where, but on a previous episode, Cal, we did announce that you went on a date. Oh. Care to tell how the how audience? How that go? Yeah, care to tell how the audience how it went? No, fuck you then. All right. Nice. Yeah, you're becoming part of this podcast. Honestly, when this podcast gets big, I'm going to get you to quit your job and follow me around and just make me coffee all day, cunt. Yeah. He looks quite interested, yeah. 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 No. He, w- he will be. He will be. I'll, I'll rope him into doing it. I, I've got I've got some dirt on Callum. Not as much as he has on me. Yeah. Granted, but yeah. Um, He's probably got photo evidence. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. Tell you what, well, Callum and I have known each other for about six years now, and uh, oh, that was gold. He has seen me in some horrific states. Yeah, like, yeah, he just said. <laughs> yeah. um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you, as both a performer and a hype man, yep. I am uh, starting my own event now, my own live event. It's my own open mic show. It could become a regular thing. I think there's a very good chance of that. This happening. Awesome. That's and good. Yeah, I'm, I'm tremendously excited about it. it. It should be a lot of fun. Um, what I wanted to ask you is obviously, you do, you know, so many events, is like, I am so nervous about this first event. I don't know, even know if I will get up and perform. What is the anxiety of like organizing a show like? Because for me, I feel like I'll get more anxious the closer I get to it. Uh, the, it still it still happens. Um, like whether you're performing, organising, I wouldn't say the bar staff as much would be as anxious as everybody else. Because mm. for them, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. I think it's more um, just keep your eye on what's going on before you know it. It's over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Literally, most of the most of the gigs we do is like four hours, five tops, 
I have done an event that was eight hours long once. Fuck. And that had 32 or 33 MCs. It was one of my first. Yeah, that was off its head. Yeah. I think it was like, what was it? Were uh, you off your head? 12. Oh, by the end of it, I fucking was. Nice. <laughs> Mate, yeah. No, that was a great... That was probably one of the first... Yeah, the first event I actually done that was at Bar One. Shout out to Bar One and Malcolm and STR for helping us out with that one. And, um, yeah, but the anxiety of it all, I think... Yeah, I, I have... As a performer, <clears throat> 100%. Um, I've done from weddings to all sorts of different places for mixing and... Yeah, there's been a few places where I've been quite nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Um, but running the event itself, not so much. Yeah. I think I've got that um, structured in the sense... I, I don't think I have the the time to even be anxious about it because it's not about me that night. It's about the artists. Yes. Especially, um, I've had artists come from over east before, enter. We had him over from... Uh, he's a... Um, how would you call it? A gutter rapper from... New South Wales, mm-hmm. Sydney, sort of like a, yeah. So we had him over, so you got to deal with Ryder. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Anxiety-wise, performing, yes. I think the way I sort of deal with it is fucking doing it. Yeah. I, that- don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, yeah, once, I- once, once you've, if you're familiar with doing something, this is what I found, like, I think I'm more nervous that I'll fuck up more than the actual job itself. Yes. So if I focus on the actual job itself, then I haven't got. To- I'm not. I don't think my brain capacity is that smart to actually know how to fuck up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I sort of think of it that way. I, I kind of know how you feel. Like, and to put it to performing, like the difference between organising and performing, like you always go up on stage when you're performing with a certain amount of anxiety. That's right. right. You, it's honestly, I think if you don't, you're a little bit crazy. Um, yep. and m- maybe as well as that like I feel like you owe it to the audience to oh, 100%. Have, a, have a little bit of anxiety well, they're, they're paying their hard earned to exactly you know. exactly you want to do a good show for them oh, 100% um, you obviously don't want to pander to the audience ever especially as a comedian and I bet, I bet definitely as a rapper like you need to be true to art without pandering too much but um, I do feel like the, the nerves going down between my first and my latest show totally different I was visibly shaking my first show. People came to me and they said, man, that was a really good time effort for your first time, but you were visibly shaking. And I'm like, I fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this it's, last time it just felt... I think it's like the, g- like the gym, really. It's like with anything. They reckon... Uh, was it 10,000 hours and you've mastered your craft? Yeah. Was it 10 or 10,000? 100,000 like hours or whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think you get, you'll get to the point where... It's like just, I said before, you just stick to the craft itself. Yeah. Um, it's just part of being a creative, I think. Mm. It, everyone's going to have that sort of... But look, it's like the gym. You've got to train and practice. And like they say, practice, practice, practice. It's like the gym. You're going to go to the gym, you're going to get muscles. Yeah. You're going to hop up on stage, you're going to... Get better. Get better, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, And that's that's probably one thing that I've I've really, really enjoyed about what I've been doing over the last few years is that... A lot of people, they've had their first shows because they've had the opportunity to put them on, you know what I mean? Especially with the old school open mics we used to have at the DMU venue we used to have. Um, and that's that's what I like about it is, yeah. you know, they can get the opportunity to practice, practice, practice more. Mm-hmm. Like K. Hey, the Sov, man, like, yeah, he was, um, 
from 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 when I first met him a couple of years ago to now, his stage presence is just absolute fire. Yeah, yeah like he just yeah. demands it. You know what I mean? That yeah. guy, he's just, and he's a sponge. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've a couple of suggestions here and there. Focus, you know, um, like eye contact. This use the stage and stuff yeah. like that. I've only ever given him, honestly, only ever given him like one or two tips. And yeah. look at him now, he's just, you know. He's, and that's the thing, more yeah. and more gigs, get some more and more opportunity, more exactly. and more stage right. presence, more and more practice, you know. And look at him now, I'm fucking so proud of that guy, mate. He's got his yeah. own sort of crew, the Shine to, Records crew. and To see how well he's doing, he released his music video recently, which, you know, shout out to him, tremendously proud of him. Fucking awesome, man. And, but like, to have him be on this humble little project I have in this intermittent stage... And to have someone who, you know, I, I think truly think, and I, I said it um, in my post, I truly think, ha- having seen his stage presence and listened to his songs, I feel like, Kay, in some time in the not-too-distant future, will be a household name in 100%. Australia. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's my goal with all the Flytrap crew. Yeah. Coerce, Moni, Richo, Ruinous, Kay the Sov, you know, locks, Skullcar. Yeah. Fucking, mate, 17, Penny Purr. Yeah. Mate, there's just, yeah, they're just the talent alone. And there's big announcements coming up with a, with a fair bit of the crew in the next few weeks, like big, big announcements. Yeah. Um, that I can't sort of say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're all going to make it, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think you. It's it's one of those things where like if you have people around you believing in you and supporting you and giving you some you know feedback and things like that it it makes truly makes a world of difference. Oh, 100 percent. And then also getting good feedback from the audience too. 100 percent. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like how good is it for you when you know an audience member comes up to you and says, "Fuck, <coughs> man, you were fantastic. I loved the show you put on tonight." It's really it builds a confidence. It, it does. It's um. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how anybody, especially how they perceive themselves or how you look at them by book cover, you know, they're all fucking human. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And believe you me, by someone telling you you're an asshole to someone actually giving you some sort of encouragement, it does feel good, you know? It fucking does, yeah. And especially as a creative in the arts industry, whereas um, fucking that does go a long way because... Oh, man. That's why I don't knock... like the. You got you got to admit there's some fucking weird shit out there. Oh, of course. I'm not. I'm gonna laugh. Yeah. I'm gonna think. Yeah, yeah, brother. It's not for me. But yeah. like, I'm still not gonna knock the exactly. person for actually having a crap. having the balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit like you know you've you've been on a footy team or you're a tradie as well. You've been on the on site before and they're like, oh look at this fucking idiot. Blah 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 yeah, blah. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, yeah, look. You you could probably see that as but as yeah that guy's a fucking idiot but yeah. like I reckon he's got more balls for doing that than like old mate fucking sitting on the milk crate exactly yeah so yeah. that's where I've, I've I've always sort of differed so I yeah you can't knock someone that is having a crack is having a fucking crack mate yeah. you know like and you never know until you try right well it ain't the fucking eighties anymore exactly you know yeah. like there's no need to be an asshole like exactly, that you know yeah. so the drugs are not good enough anymore to well no. It. They well, were the and they def- weren't. The Coke definitely is not good enough anymore. Nah, never my thing, mm. man. Never my thing. Never my thing too, either. Yeah, really. yeah. That's, Actually, for, that's for rich boys, that is. It, that is, yeah. it is. Funnily enough, this is, this is, let's do a little warm-up round for right. uh, this. Well, this is going to be a part of my Street Talk channel. Coming right, soon, see. motherfuckers. Fucking A. Let's play a little game. Overrated, underrated, correctly rated. All right. All right. Cocaine. 
Overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated. And what's the other one? Correctly rated. I'd say correctly rated. You reckon for cocaine? I would say overrated myself, personally. Well, I, I wouldn't mm. know much about it, so yeah. yeah. Cannabis. Smoking or edibles. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, correctly rated? Co- oh, no, yeah. yeah, should be more of it. I agree. I know. I feel like we just couple of years away from legalizing well yeah i could go on about that for a long Mm. time but um yeah no it's yeah sometimes fuck the system mate someday soon someday soon yeah uh ketamine is not a fucking like horse tranquilizer yes overrated fair enough um, I would say underrated, personally. Overrated. If yeah. you want to start getting off on fucking vet pills, man, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, there's something going on there, bruv. Look, it must I, be hard up. The first time I did it, I didn't even intend to do it. I was, I was like chilling out on a couch, like getting ready to pass out, and my friend just comes up and puts a key under my nose and just sniffs it. I'm like, oh fuck me yeah and that shit is so what is it is it like a ecstasy high is it it's, smacky it's, it's is kind it... of like a it's a little bit psychedelic I've heard of a K-hole before it's a little bit psychedelic it's a little bit like ecstasy um, but basically so it's a bit like kangaroo so they all say it tastes like beef but it smells like shit kind of yeah <laughs> but it um, it's it's it, it's it's a fucking potent substance like it's yeah. it will well, it's a fucking horse tranquilizer, dude. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, we we, re- we resist the urge to go to sleep, so that's where you get the high from. Right. Like when you resist the urge to go to sleep, then you get that high. The horse won't resist the urge to go to sleep. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's oh, um, a bit like how quaaludes and shit work, eh? Exactly. It's a little yeah, bit yeah, like Yeah, so that. you're depriving yourself of the fact to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mushies. Mushies are... Uh, Underrated. Agree. I will definitely agree. Underrated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got big fucking things I've heard and read up on about depression and alcoholism. And Mm. look, if they can, mate, they already know this shit, mate. They're just fucking with us. I know. I know. Mate, they've known this shit for fucking years. Oh, man. I I feel like they've known it for fucking centuries. No, man. They're all playing with us. Mm. The bastards. LSD. It's fucking awesome, man. I have not partaken in over 24 years. <laughs> All right. Because I thought this is the best it's going to get. <laughs> I feel and, like this is a story. And I don't want to fuck with a good thing. <laughs> and I'll leave that story at that. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. All I can say is uh, Shell Service Station, Rangaroo Drive, Girawain. Fucking what a night. <laughs> yeah. That icebox, mate. Anyway, um... Yeah, oh. I reckon that LSD is fucking as rated as it needs to be. Yeah. Right, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of like... To be honest with you, I think it is one of the titans of narcotics. One of the titans of drugs. Because it's just... It's so potent. It's so... Lasts so long. And it's so strong. It depends. It all depends on circumstance who you Definitely. With. All but that that's the other thing that makes it a titan though like a coke high is a coke high a fucking cannabis high is a cannabis high yeah is like an LSD high is different every fucking time Dimmy yeah I've got, yeah, I've, I've got some Dimmy yeah, 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 yeah Dimmy's yeah. Dimmy's different um, it's quick short short and sharp 
but intense as shit. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I th- I think it's just because I've closed that door, mate. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair I was enough. Just like, hey, I was like coming in like Fonzie. Hey, what's going on? Mm. Walk in with fucking hit the jukebox, mate. Yep, no worries. Catch you later. <laughs> Close the door behind me. All right, yeah. I know it's there. Mm. I believe. I think I'll leave it at that because I think if I go back through there anymore, I ain't coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just too good. Some some things are only worth exploring once. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I ain't greedy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought um, it's funny now because I see sort of guys my age that have had their first sort of like experience and um, it's it's funny because they've just turned into this fucking Frio local looking motherfuckers, you know what I mean? And, Epic. And I'm just like, bruv, like <laughs> I broke through fucking when you you were still smoking through a Kambong brush, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like I've known these guys for years and all of a sudden they're enlightened. And yeah. I was like, nah, man, I think you're just taking too much, dude. Too much, yeah, yeah. It's definitely... There the, is a point. There is a, there is a point of diminishing returns. And yeah. the thing is, the thing about psychedelics, I think, it's not fun if you do it every weekend. No. Once a month, once every few months, definitely a fun time. Every weekend, I feel like you're taking away from how fun it is. Yeah, if, if, if you're that far, if you want to be that far away from reality, mate, yeah. It's, there's something wrong there's with something, reality. Yeah, there's something wrong with the reality, you know? Mm. Like, I think... In order to have that inner peace there, I think you should have some inner peace here. But mm. Real quick, I want to talk to you about how and, and compare it to comedy in terms of how do you think, what are the good changes you think has happened to the music industry and more in particular the rap industry um, for, for you? Like in the last 20 years, what are the, some of the good, thing, good changes to have happened and some of the bad changes you think have happened? I'd say the good thing is access. Right. Access of audience. Um, getting your art out there mm-hmm. is just YouTube, fucking DistroKid, fucking yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, people have different ways and outlets to get their, their craft out. That is just phenomenal to me. Mm. Like even in the past 10 to 15 years, dude. Mm. Now I was grow- I grew up in the f- before mobile phones and after mobile phones before social media and with social media so I've got sort of both sides of the fence in a yeah. sense which is I don't know sort of a weird perspective but I can sort of see it better now for people um, getting their stuff out there the bad thing about it is a lot of it shit dilution the dilution yeah yeah I'm not saying. Like I said before, it sort of contradicts what I said before about um, people putting their art out there. But I'm saying in general of people putting anything out there, you've got YouTube channels and Minecraft for people going, ah, just mm. like random shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's crap. Yeah. But that's, you know, you've got to have the yin with the yang. So yeah, I suppose you're if right. If you can get a local person or a local band, you know, put a, make a grainy video clip off their phone and release that sort of shit. Like, you know, imagine if Silverchair or something did that back in the day or, you know, now you've got local bands that can do it like that. But the yeah. difference is now the downside of that, which I think is the bad side of that, is that it's very diluted. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely think it's a good thing. I can I can definitely agree with your point of dilution because I think there's a little bit of that going on in comedy. Um, but... With definitely the opportunity of putting out, you see so many documentaries. I've watched documentaries on like um, 
Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Chuck yep. Berry, Muddy Waters, yep. uh, that era of music, which I love. Yep. And then I, you know, I've seen a lot of biopics from recent artists and things like that. It seems like there are so many great artists of yesteryear going back all the way to the 50s, right up until the 2000s, before they had these platforms where they could more freely express, express their art. It seemed like they had to work with someone who was trying to rip them off. You know, a brand that was, you know, very greedy. Uh, you know, Chuck Berry didn't get enough money for the amount of money he made people. Elvis Presley had that Colonel Parker who ripped him off. Um, you know, the NWA had that... Uh, yep. Yeah, that uh, fucking... What, what, what a lot of people don't realise is that when we talk as the music industry as a whole... When you're talking about like Chuck Berry, Elvis, all that sort of stuff, their laws in America and that are a lot different to ours. Right. We're a population of fucking an eighteenth of what the fuck they are. Mm. For us to get heard is a lot harder than most. Yes. Especially in Perth, being mm. the most isolated city, where the fuck it is. Um, I think people get ripped off everywhere. Fuck. I think you wouldn't, like, cold chisel, shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? That'd be the same sort of thing. I think you, you've got a point there with where, whereas people had to get sort of somewhere now. Um, yeah, how would I put it? So from the people from, before, like you say, pre-2000s, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'll give you one tip right now. The people that are making pre-2000s, like I'm talking about your, your cold chisels, your baby animals. I'm talking about Australian man's Johnny Diesel. Yeah. Screaming Jets. Yeah. They're making more fucking money now than they ever have. Yeah. Right, because the radios are playing them as a, what do you call it, fucking 90s hits or 80s hits yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the streaming of that as well. Yeah. So they're making more money now than they ever have before. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact because I know the drummer of Baby Animals mm -hmm. and they're making more money off streaming than they ever fucking did. Yeah. I think with management and agencies and stuff like that, Believe you me, you had that Colonel guy fucking rip off Elvis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mate, if he took a fucking... Even if he took half, he made a cunt load of money either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elvis's money trouble was partly in, caused by Elvis. Yeah. In his fucking spending habits. You know? I don't think I'd ever want to be at that caliber where I would have to manage an artist in that sense. Yeah. If it ever got to that point... Um, because that's where I really focus as being for the artist, mm -hmm. then I would sort of look into getting an agent for them yes. and getting that sort of stuff where I would look over them as a consultant, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't be yeah involving myself in that because money can change a lot of people, bruv. Yeah, no, it, it tends to. And, you know, I think that's... It's you definitely. Sorry, you didn't. You sorry, you did mention before we started the show that, like, you know, it would be good to actually make money from our creative endeavors. Exactly. And I, I fucking totally agree with you, mate. Like, you've got to have that passion of not giving a fuck if it's making you money. But yeah. it does get to a point where, you're like, oh, dude, it's starting to cost me a fair bit of fucking whack, yeah, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah. And look, I think any creative process, like, if people can make money off of 
you know, their yeah. creativity, great. Do it. I endeavor you to do it. But don't start it out that way. Yeah. It's got to be a passion. Oh, 100%. Project, and know? to bring that point back, like I was saying before, is um, people before 2000 sort of had that sort of, you know, management sort of style. It's different like in Australia. Australia is a lot more independent, especially in the rap game in the Perth. Um, the guys pay for their own studio time. They pay for their beat. They own their masters, mm-hmm. which is basically their finished product all ready to go Yeah, in different formats for radio uh, to get rendered down for, you know, YouTube, all this sort of stuff anyway. Um, which is basically a quality of audio. They own that, whereas I think in America it's more like people get people get a little bit fucking um, confused of like they're going to get discovered. Mm. You know what I mean? Some guy's going to pull up in a fucking limo and go, you've got the best voice in the world. Here's a million dollars. Fucking da 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 it doesn't work like that in Australia. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I don't. I think with the power of social media, it doesn't work that way anymore at all. No. Nah. Like you, no one's just going to come give you a bag of fucking cash and go. That's not you go, how mate. it works no. anymore. Like I think what what you really need to do is these days, if if you want to have any kind of success in entertainment or creativity, yep. you have to take the time to promote yourself. Hundred percent. And promoting yourself comes in a lot of ways. Like it can be social media. It can be word of mouth. It can be work. Yeah, work. Networking. Networking. And that's why people wonder at me, like, why do you fucking have these mental nights out? Well, as well as it being a lot of fun for me, I meet a lot of people mm. I've fucking had on this podcast, you know. That's right. That but also, too, you, I'd mix it up a bit. So go out and have your big spack attack fucking nights out and fucking mm. run them up. Then go out and go see a punk band. Then go out to a fucking, you know, some comedy night that you no one expects you to rock up to. Yeah. Like, a, it's a bit of a passion of mine. Like I'll, I'll go to a fucking, um, like, square dancing or fucking here or there or some, something different that's... Yeah. Something whether it's by there. myself, whether I'm drinking or not, whether I'm catching the train, whether I'm just... It's just a mission, you know what I mean? Yeah. Try things different ways and different perspectives and you'll fucking... Yeah, I've met a lot of people just from random fucking joints, man. Yeah. What's the... Um, I feel like you've done enough shows now where you can tell us a funny story from a show. What has been the most ridiculous character you've ever had on a, a show? And before you tell, is this a good story or a nightmare story? Uh, as, as in what character? Is, is someone at the event? So, yeah, someone at the event, whether they're a performer or an audience member who is just, is just embedded into your mind and will never get out. Uh, I'd have to call, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, remember Neck Minute? You know that guy, Neck oh, Minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a guy like that with with uh, that similar sort of head. <laughs> if you know what, what I mean. What a fucking sentence. And that's the only way I could sort of like describe this guy is like he was really, really tall and he looked like Neck Minute and fucking old mate from Goonies. Oh, uh, no. I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the bald. Uh, it was the offset ears. Hey, and you couldn't. F- you look at him. He's got one of them had cauliflower, and I'm thinking, man, this guy can. You know, he's probably like black belt jujitsu or something. You know. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was blind, like absolutely fucking blind, and <laughs> this guy just gets better and better. No, not blind as in like couldn't see. I mean, pissed, pissed as pissed you know what as, I mean. Right. And um, we had a merch table 
so we're at bar one in Hillary's and you sort of it's a if you've ever been there before it's a it's a it's a big fucking set of stairs uh-huh. huge set of stairs so you go up one there's sort of like a platform and then you go back up I've gone downstairs and I've actually run up and downstairs a couple of times because we didn't have two ways at that time and I had the ticket girl downstairs merch upstairs and I was trying to organize some uh, the next act on. And I think I walked past this, like, ran up and down those stairs probably five or six times. Right. And this guy still hadn't made it up there. <laughs> what? And I sort of realised probably, I think it was the last time I ran down, it was probably the fourth or fifth time because the door girl at the time, she's like, oh, can you get me a couple of cans so mm-hmm. I can put under the desk and, you know, just sip away. Yeah, whatever. So I got up there. Come back down. I go, well, there you go, mate. You, you're right, old mate. And he's just taking this swing at me and he's just falling down the stairs. Fuck. So I'm like, fuck. You're right, old mate. And then he just screamed and ran away. And it was just the most random fucking thing ever. <laughs> and I think that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Nice. Not Nothing really, nothing really fucking... Yeah, nothing really wild, but yeah, it just I just remember his head because I ran. Pa- you, th- you think people are coming up and down and punters <clears throat> are coming in inside the inside the venue, but no, it's just the same old mate. And the diff- the reason I think I didn't know why he was um, the same guy is because he kept dropping different parts of clothing. So what I call him neck minute is because he had a beanie on when he came in then the next time I went down the stairs he didn't have his beanie on then he got up and then his jacket's half off and then we've gone down he left his shoe so yeah it was a bit bit like that so we left all his gear with the um, door girl at the front and yeah I don't think anyone ever actually came and claimed it epic so there's a, there's a few other stories I don't know um, yeah I don't really think there's much I mean I have a story about a performer who I won't name, but um, this is this guy made a well, he made an impression as soon as he walked through the door. I he was acting very confident, and then we found out it was actually his first open mic gig. Yeah, and he was having very strange interactions in the green room, and he was wearing a suit, and it was a nice suit too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was wearing glasses indoors. Now, off chops. I, I listen. I think this guy likes his coke. Like just to put it, it, licking his eyebrows. Um, fuck. He was. He, he was just. Do you want another beer? Yeah, I'll grab a beer. Let's pause it for a second. Yeah. All right, and we're back. He got me stab. He's got his. He got. He's got his can. He's four X gold drinker. No, no, no. It's because it's free. Ah, well. Right. No, so I did, place, I did okay. a cashy. Fair enough. And sometimes you can't pick the beer that they give you. So, like they say, fucking the best beers are fucking free ones. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, right. no hate to you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, no hate. to I tell you what, I'll probably bottle you back with a fucking. If you gave me two, he's extra dry. I do not have that. I do have a nice glass of scotch if you want some of that. Yeah, we'll go after that, eh? Fair enough. Yeah, glass yeah, of scotch, sweet, post-podcast. Sweet, sweet. Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. Speaking, speaking my language. Um, no, th- there is nothing nicer than like... Because I've done a few caches in the past where I've gone paid a beer. And I refuse to do any of the... Even though I'm an electrician, I refuse to do any of the electrical work in this premises. Because I insist the landlord actually fucking does something for the amount of money they get from me. Oh, mate, they'd be, mate they're raping people for rent at the moment, aren't they? I know. Just 
my arsehole is so prolapsed these days. It's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's pretty torn apart. Oh, um, but uh, like, so yeah, I refuse to do any electrical work. So I had some sparkies around here. Now I'm not paying them anything. Nah. Like, you know, but like, I was like, man, they come around to do some work, give them some jobs. I had two Coronas in the fridge. Like, yeah. here you go, boys. And it's like, it's a fucking nice thing to do for them, you uh, know? Yeah, and it's it. like, exactly. So anyone out there who gets sparkies around for work. That's right. If you have a couple of brewskis in the fridge for them, Give it to them. Even a ham sandwich. Exactly. A cup of coffee. Tea, yeah. Yeah, it. anything, nice. mate, yeah. They, they do actually, appreciate it. Yeah, and they'll do... I'm Not not that they're not going to do a bad job, but they'll actually, you know, fucking make sure you're well looked after, you know? Exactly. Anyone who deals with customers on any 100%. level, when they're dealing with nice customers, they feel compelled to do just a, just a teensy bit extra. Cars are a different story. Fuck me. I've, I've found some shit in cars, mate. <laughs> do tell. Fuck me, mate. Ugh. Mate, shitty nappies, fucking needles, half a pound of dope, fucking, oh, just all sorts of shit. Fucking baby dolls, fucking, like, a boot full of baby dolls. Jesus. Like, weird shit, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, furry furry shit, fucking, um, oh, fucking, um, big, we call it mumbo. It's it's a bit of a fucking thing at our uh, workshop. Big black mumbo, mate. It's about as thick as my fucking arm with a suction cap on it. Nice. Yeah. I ended up with one of those. Oh, my brake lights don't work. Okay, let's open the thing. There's just like this this thing, mate. Like it it weighed heavier than my rattle gun, mate. You know what I mean? Like like I'm telling you, it was a good, I'd say a good eight to 10 kilos in this fucking thing, mate. Jesus. Yeah, it was huge. I didn't come to your workshop. Like how would you visit? No, it's just a customer, mate. Like just... My brake lights don't work. Okay, what? Like, how could you? How could you physically even insert that into somebody? Trust me, man. I've I've been to some. Let's call them. Let's just call them for what they are. They're orgies. Um, I've been to some of them, and let me tell you, people do some things to the body, to things to the human body that really make you wonder, like how. You, they do some things to the human body and you just think, fuck, physically we are amazing. Uh, but why the fuck would you have that in the boot of your Magna? It's a good point. It's a good point. Next to your fucking brake fluid and your fucking spare tyre. Um, Hygiene, this is the first question, I think. But second, like, is did, it a weapon? Well, you know, Is it a that, fucking prop? You know that fucking thing where people do like- oh, You could knock like, a motherfucker out with yeah. this big thing, mate, you know? But like, it's like, I'm sure you're of that generation of yourself and I'm sure a lot of men do it where, you know, they keep like an axe handle in the car or a sledgehammer handle in the car or just a metal pipe or a baseball bat in the car. Nah. Someone tries to I've fuck been, with them. Yeah, nah. No? Nah. Well, I know a lot of guys who have done that and- Yeah, because that's just a charge before you even- Yeah, well, look, if you don't use it, it can't be a charge, but like fucking- Imagine being hit in the face with a giant dildo. It's not. It's not just that. It's just how you tell the boys. Yeah. You you, you, you at the pub on a Saturday having a punt and a beer, and you're fucking like, "Oh, what happened to you, mate? Why has Robbo got a black eye, mate?" Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, mate. Yeah. Ne- <laughs> let me tell you a yarn. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this customer came and their brake lights didn't work. Yeah, like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, mate. The oh. dolls was weird because it was like in fucking like. Like they collected the dolls and 
I'm not talking like a Barbie doll or a brass doll. I'm talking like that old school creepy shit with the eyes fucking go like up and down. Yeah. You know, like that. And they got like the fucking pillowcasey looking thing and those plastic arms hanging off it. Like there was a bag of them, like a big in the boot. That was fucking weird. Mm. Uh, handgun. <sighs> fucking, I've literally, this one bastard asked me if he's fucking, why his aircon didn't work and you couldn't literally sit. You couldn't even get to the fan or open the glove box on the passenger side because it was full of Maccas and shit. And nice. So, yeah, my boss is top, charging him 120 bucks. We cleaned his car and fucking <laughs> his fan worked. Fair enough. Fucking so, good time. Nah. Good time. Had what about well. you? You fucking found some shit on site or what? Oh, we... I mean, look, I've not found anything on site per se, but listen. Oh, come let- on, mate. You, you've been on a building site with Portaloo's fucking old apprenticeship. Well, come on. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you, look, you, you do find interesting things on site. Like, I- you probably found something as big as that big b- black mambo. Oh, mate, I've fucking had nights out where I've ended up with ridiculous items. Like, I, I, I sat on a previous podcast where, like, um, one night I went out, I went home with this girl. I don't remember what I did with the girl once she got me home. I, you know, God bless her. Um, but she actually gave me a flashlight still in the packet and this banged up old guitar. This fucking piece of shit old guitar that this I thought- is fucking random, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, look, I took it because I thought this would be a good story and I'll do anything for a story. Of course. Like, um, I I once uh, I once fucked a bottle- I, I once fucked a woman to get a bottle of vodka for my mates. You know, um, that's a FIFO story. How, uh, how bad was it? The route? Not great. Um, but there's, like I say, there's not a lot I won't do for my mates. You know, like... Yeah, fair uh, cop. Yeah, you know. Look, the boys wanted a bottle of vodka for the footy. Uh, it was a, for the AFL Grand Final. Yep. We wanted to drive... It was fine, it was fine. Uh, it was last year, so who was it? Bulldogs Melbourne. Bull- Bulldogs Melbourne, that's yeah, right. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Bulldogs versus Melbourne. And we... My friend, basically... I won't say his name. Uh, let's call him Johnny Sins. <coughs> Jim Bob. Let's call him Johnny Sins. Um, he'll get the reference if he ever listens. Um, he basically... he's tall and bald? He's bold. He's not tall. Um, we'll narrow this down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he basically did a... He basically... Carafa the bottle of those clothes early. Yeah. Yeah. And I fucking needed... We, we wanted to get a bottle of vodka. They shut at 12, eh? Exactly. 12? Uh, I'm pretty sure they shut that? at like 7.30, 7 yeah. o'clock. So they closed really early. And we were like, we're not going to be able to sneak a ute off site and get to town. What site are you on? I won't say. Uh, I'm not- <coughs> Newman. <laughs> That's just a guess. Mm, not, not quite, but uh, we need to get from site into town by a certain time for the AFL Grand Final. And... We, he knew some people in there. They're going to get us a bottle of vodka. We've got to go see him. And I was like, oh, okay. What do you need to bring me for? And he was like, well, they're not asking for payment. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's my friend. Okay. And her friend. And, uh, and he was like, oh, okay. And he says, they want to get fucked. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And anyway, he knows. Oh, like, shucks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he knows I'm a bit of a hornbag. And yep. like, well, you've been on fucking site for how long? Oh, I think that I was coming up to the end of two weeks there. So, like, you know, at that point, you can pretty much... You're blowing dust. Yeah, you can pretty much put a hole through the fucking... uh, Through the toilet at that point. That's how hard you're shooting them. But um, she... I was like... 
this was this was a challenge. Yeah. She was a lovely lady. She was very nice, but let me say this was a fucking challenge. You know, I was not looking forward to this. But, you know, to get a bottle of vodka for the boys, I things you have to do. Look, I was the first one to have a drink out of that bottle of vodka after that. Well, I so was- you fucking should have. You should sterilize it after, yeah. you know, like- <laughs> Shit, they would yeah. be spitting fire. And then that. there was there was a supervisor I worked with. Um, so what you do? You, like the, the picture I get in my head is you're rocking up, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get a bottle of vodka, but I have gotta fuck this bird. Mm-hmm. So what? You just rock up, knock on the door. The boys are sitting there. You root them, and what's the go? You you rock up. We hung out with them for a little bit. We told some jokes, told some stories, had some laughs. My friend went away with his woman to do some stuff, and I was like. All right, I guess that's so. The she's cue. the one with the vodka. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, was like, I guess that's the cue. Let's let's go give it a crack. And the funny thing was, he he came back from where he was doing, and he saw me come out, and I like really gave this thing a go. Apparently he, apparently I won't you say like it is. Apparently cat. he couldn't even get it up. I don't know why. Um, he wasn't dealing with the greatest of talent. Hello, Charlie. Yeah, he was really struggling. He comes, he so he's pretty. So that much was his clean. woman? No, no, it was just a friend who wanted to fuck. Um, a female friend who knew him in the past. He he's from Karatha originally. Right. But I he, I came back in. He came out, and I was like doing my shirt. My head was covered in sweat, and he was like, "Shit, bro!" I was bathed in sweat, and I was like, and he was like. Fuck, did you give her a go? And I was like, fucking did I? Mate, I gave her the best 10 seconds she'd ever have, my bar. <laughs> I was like, man. It was Are like, you sure I'm- any longer showing off there, mate? Yeah, I was like, man, I, I gave this fucking woman one of the hardest cracks I could ever give. And let me tell you, I didn't take much joy in it. But you know what? It you was did it for the boys. It. Did it for the boys. So all in your head, you're going off like a fucking jackrabbit and hate and going, yeah, it's for the boys. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty it's much. It's for the boys. I, inf- I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I was like, it was physically impossible for me to. Jeez. But. What, I'd- physicality, looks, throwing a sausage down the hallway. Bit of both. Bit of all three. I, I actually had to leave the room, get a bit of porn on my phone just to kind of like rev myself up a bit. Like, just like, come on. Come on, come on, mate. We've 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 had challenges before. We can Suck do this. You know? should have just got a couple of bricks, mate. Yeah, smash it together. Here we are. But uh, you know, fuck me, bro. We gave it a good scene too, and then we tell you what, off. mate. It wouldn't have been. Must have been fucking good vodka. It was a bottle of the Grey Goose, so you know, not bad. You know, vodka is the biggest fucking ripoff of any any liquor there is. You it's reckon got no, it's got no taste? I mean, it gets you fucked up. Yeah, it does get you fucked up, but mm. it's like. There's nothing. It's not like it's. There's no flavor. It, there's to no it. flavor to it. There's, it's not like aged in any barrel or anything like mm. that. Like, it doesn't matter if it's French or this or that. Or the other. It's mm. still. Okay, I like drinking it. So oh, yeah, it's great. I, I like um, it with orange. There was one. There was one guy I knew on site who uh, accidentally brought up a bag of coke to site. Yeah, and um, he actually did it with one of the it, like. He did it with one of the site supervisors. He got into it with one of the site supervisors. On site? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What are you going to fucking do? I don't oh, mate, I got the fucking triple seven air fucking dumpy, mate. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just rebuild the motor tonight. Look, look oh, when, when you've got some, look, look, you've been around. I'm sure you've been around some FIFO guys. There are a lot of guys who are fiends for it. They'll do oh. drugs because they've got drugs. Do you know what I mean? I know guys that used to put it in their protein. Fucking shit. Nice. 
that's that's a pretty strong shot of pre-workout. Dude. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you've got those boys. You've got fucking, um, you know, those fellas. And there was another guy, Chucky, the bot, the supervisor. Um, he fucking. Apparently he, I don't know how he got it. I think he won it through like a, a competition. It was a, it was an end of work going away party. He had this giant dildo himself. Yeah. And he, as would, you do, he would, as you do, he would slam it on his bathroom door in his donger and hang his towel on it. And he, he had to take it down, and because one of the fucking. Uh, uh, probably room. knock out the cleaner when well, one of the, the room door. cleaners exactly fucking complained about it and he was just like what for and it's like it's just a fucking toy hanging on the wall and like you know th- he had to take it down and take it home but like that was pretty funny um, and then I remember walking through camp one time and you know when you smell gunge yeah and it's just like there was a fair bit of chronic going on in a couple of fucking sites a few years ago. You yeah. can smell that shit, like man. And, and but but you just smell it, and for a second you're wondering, is is that is, is that gun? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're hanging for one because yeah, you've been yeah. on site for fucking so long. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> what is oh, really- fuck that smells good. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. I had that the other night after a sh- one time after a show. I took some mates and then I dropped a mate home after a show. And uh, we, I'd met his missus earlier through yep. the thing. And like, she was like, I was like, oh, nice to meet you. She was staying for a girl's night in. And then like, um, I wasn't, he went into the girl's room where they were doing this meditative thing that girls do. And- uh, Do they? Apparently so. Meditative? Apparently where they, you know, talk about their spirituality and things like that. And it was very, very, you know- Fair enough. Like, I, I've done some spiritual shit in my time too, so yeah. no hate to it. But he goes in. And I was like, I'm just going to hang out here. Like, I don't, you know, I'm going to yeah. go soon. I just want to say bye to him. But then I went in, and he was like, "Fuck, it smells like weed in here." And I was like, "Give me a sec, Will, to my other mate. I got to go smell this." And then I went in, and I was like, "Oh, fuck, it does smell good in here." Well, was this the spiritual thing? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, Jesus. That's why it's spiritual, bro. It's all, the, it's all the girls getting together smoking. But room. man, it fucking felt like a pretty spiritual room in there. Yeah, like, oh, man. Those girls seem like a fucking ball of fun. Like that's God. awesome. But yeah, you smell it. I smell it. Smelled it on a bartender at a show the other night. And yeah, me and my mate again were like, "Do you smell that?" And like, yeah. And then we were like to the bartender, like, "Were you smoking some shit earlier, bro?" And then he was like, "Yeah, I had some." And I was like, Fair "Well, it's enough. very, very common now. A lot of people can uh, like prescribe it." So man, hopefully, hopefully, like. I- I don't know about recreational wise, but look, while there, it makes no sense to me to have recreational alcohol and not recreational weed. Because yeah. as far as I can see, alcohol is, and you know, I enjoy alcohol as much as the next man. But as far as I can see, it is as just as destructive as any Oof. other drug. Yeah, dis- you know, very destructive. Yeah. yeah, it's as just as an expensive habit. Oh, hundred percent. People spend God knows how much money on it. Um, and it's like it's it's totally legal, you know. And there's one on every corner. Exactly, you know. Yeah. There's a bar and a bottle of the fucking advertising. And shit like, yeah, like, you know. You don't you don't see someone fucking going to like you know beat someone up or fucking you know rob someone for fucking on the on the gunja. You know what I mean? All they're gonna no. do is fucking watch Netflix, order a pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but you get on the piss. You're gonna fucking have a fight. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. It's 
it doesn't the streets there's a song from the streets called um it used to be easy and it's about someone that smokes it's basically like a parody song where this one guy like a geezer is going on about drinking piss every weekend and blah 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 and then there's this hippie guy going on about smoking ganja mm-hmm. it's a very very good song if you could, if you get the chance check it out the streets the streets the streets like right. um that's the name of the the group uh-huh. like Mike Skinner, um, the streets, and it's called uh, it's called um, um, it should be so easy. It should be. So, I'm gonna need to Google this shit now. Yeah, a bit of free pl- promotion here for these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's Jesus. fucking. Uh, yeah, it used to, it, it used to be so easy. So it's basically like a parody. So this guy's having a go at him because he's on the piss and the streets used to be easy. Uh, hmm. I had a friend just message me with the photo of me at the comedy lounge in the onesie and he was like are you on drugs in that picture and uh, then I said not that photo yeah. and then I sent him another photo but this one you know I'll show you that photo this was after the show <laughs> yeah you look pretty fucking bait there man mate, I was man I was pretty oh what a night um, but uh, yeah like I, I just I mean the thing is if we legalise drugs we can tax them and put standards on them, right? Well, that's right. Look at the quality of shit these guys are getting. This is the one here, so. This is the streets. Um, yeah, so it's a. It's, it basically goes on about. Um, yeah, it's a, that's a whole other story, that is, with the streets. But, um, yeah, it's basically about a guy that's smoking ganja and a guy that's on the alcohol and how they differ their nights, basically right. their night out. So, um, yeah. I'm well, you got coming up. you got this thing you're going to get yep, sorted so out. Yeah, so I'll probably be at the Comedy Lounge this Thursday night and do oh, yep. a little few warm-ups, small gigs. Um, because we've got Oasis now, Windmill. Yeah. We've got a few gigs. Yeah, there's yeah. a few joints now, yeah. which is. And I've done the. I've got the Port City Comedy Show coming up on the 14th, um, which will be a lot of fun. I've got. Ronan's launched WA Comedy Week. Have you seen that? No. No. Ooh. I might have to get on it. Yeah. yeah sucks WA Comedy Week. In there. So, what about um, Fringe? You want to get on some Fringe shit? Or? I would love to, man, but like. I'm not too sure where to start. I've put the word out and I've talked to other comics. I was like, hey, if you need just help setting up a show, I'd love to be involved. And then if you need a, a like a, a Bruv, smaller- you just got to keep act. going out and just put your hand up for every fucking- Man, I do. I do. Like there is- Like yeah. if someone offers me a gig, I'll take it. Yeah, and the thing course. about working for my boss is Jerry. Well, I do a couple of cashies and then I work at a couple of bars, but there's yep. one main bar I work at. And Jerry is always so understanding to like me pursuing comedy. Course. She was just like if that's you, awesome. Yeah, she was like, if you need a night off for a comedy show, do it. She was like, I don't care if you need a night off for a comedy show. Yeah. Um, you know, just just let me know. And I was like, sweet. That's and awesome. So, you got yeah. that sort of support, man. Yeah, she's she's honestly, man. If she wasn't happily married, um, with kids, and if I didn't like her husband too, I'd be old Rex Hunt. Old Rex Hunt. Old the old Yibbity Yibbida. Yeah, she's she is. I'd say probably outside of my family. Probably, maybe one of the most important women in my life. And, Mate, there's, a few, awesome. and there's a few of them, you know. So, um, most of them cause me nothing but trouble. But this this one is a guardian angel, you know. She, no, that's she awesome. supports my comedy that's thing. It you, that's, it you, that's your boss, is it? Yeah, that's yeah, my no, boss. Awesome, She's man. the best. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mate, yeah. I want her on this podcast, to be honest with you. Would you reckon she'll... She'll go for it or? Nah, she probably won't. But, uh, you know, if I ever convinced her to someday, I'd be like, Jerry, you're the queen of Coburn. You run the post office. You run the Cafe Royale. Your husband's the local MP. Yeah. You need to be on the podcast. Well, if the, if her husband's the local MP, then it's probably not a, a good thing vetting-wise. Probably her. not. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. he's, he, to be honest with you, you'll meet him and you, you interact with him and, he, I've seen him do good shit for the community yep. when there aren't cameras around. Yeah, Because it's really yeah, easy yeah, to do yeah, shit I while cameras are around, this, you know. Mate, yeah. But like, Yaz gets yeah. behind good causes and does good shit when the cameras are turned off, which is well, kind of why I like you, you, There's, um, and they're the sort of people that, uh, that, that, that are special, you know what I mean? Because they do that sort of shit without having the recognition. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of people that go out there to do it for the recognition and, just proves that you're even more of a piece of shit. You yeah, know, I know. And, you know, I got to talking to him about doing like up our own charity soon. And, you know, it's something a little bit further down the line. I got a lot of projects to get through first, but. Sit, mate, one at a time. Yeah, you know, but he gave me this great idea for a charity. And he was just like, so one thing we're discussing doing is we're going to take, refurbish, and redistribute old wheelchairs. You know, because yep. wheelchairs are quite expensive, apparently. 100%. And so, like, if you can take old ones, refurbish them and repurpose them and then redistribute them, um, like... Do you know what the main the main cost that comes with a wheelchair? What's that? Is the wheels. Right. That's all it is. Mm. If you can get a fucking... If someone can get out there, can invent a fucking wheelchair wheel mm-hmm. that can use bike tires... Mm. It'll fucking... It'll... it'll Sell it'll, like it'll, Mate, it'll bring the cost down by a sixth... I'm thinking you can I'd go love- to a bike shop and just get the guy to change a tire. Quick release, boom on the side. Like what's you know? I'd love to see a wheelchair with big uh, Hilux tires on it. I feel like that would be a very like fun off roadies, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen some. Um, I've seen some fucking boss ass electric ones. Mm. Yeah, mm. I actually fucking. I did a fucking off topic. I did a job last week of um. This fucking made of my boss. He's got a, a what do you call it a uh, electric fucking golf caddy. Yeah. So he clips his proximity thing on his fucking belt, and this thing fucking follows him. No shit, bro. He's got this app on his phone. He sticks his thing on the like his belt, like one clips on the front, one clips on the back, or fuck whatever he's got. No, no, actually, I had one on the front and one on my side. That, that's right, and um. He's got this app and it fucking basically follows him around. I had to change the motor on it because it just kept spinning around yeah. like in one spot. So he got the part and I just figured out how to pull the fucking thing apart and put it back in. But how rich do you have to fucking be? Clearly, you got to be some kind of wealthy, eh? Do you want to have a guess how much? Have a guess how much is fuck. And when I say this, it's basically. So I guess the cost. A stock of trolley. Thing. You know those stock trolleys you get from fucking Bunnings you lift your fridge up with? Yeah. Imagine it like that, but with this sort of like contraption motor, fucking plasticky. Well, look, it'd, it'd have to have a Bluetooth device. Yeah. It would have to have a motor and uh, it would have to have some circuitry. So I'm yeah. thinking for that level of complex thing on that item, it would have to be somewhere in the realm of four grand. Fuck, you almost there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five. Five, five. Five, right. five for this okay. fucking thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I'm not bad at quoting for shit. Mate, yeah, it's fucking not too... Hey, Sparky, mate, that's yeah. coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, this is a big job. And my bro. boss my boss is like, oh, yeah. And I, he goes, oh, fuck, you know, 
gets him, I said he must play a lot of golf, mm. you know, to justify the cost. There he goes, oh, you know, it's just you know a hobby and shit like that. A fucking hobby mm. for a fucking hobby, mate. Like, it's an expensive hobby. Five five, mate. I want the thing to fucking make me a cup of coffee and suck my dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, for that coin, you know, yeah. come on, mate. Real quick, we will be entering like the last 20 minutes of this yeah, show. Cool. I want you to plug everything you've got coming up because there's nothing more important oh, than promoting the gig. All right. Uh, fuck. We want to plug. Let's plug. We've got, uh, well, I haven't, I haven't announced be... shit yet, but like anyway, so 29th you know. of September, we have um, the Flytrap Volume 7. It's the first time all the Flytrap crew are going to be on stage together. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Kay the Sov can make it, but he's working at the moment away. So, if not, he'll be there in spirit. Um, What's he doing working away? He's uh, working away here and there. Okay. Yeah, he's doing a bit of bit of work. He's working in Headland and a few other bits and pieces. What's he, he's a chef, isn't he? Does a lot. Does a lot? Yeah. Oh, he was saying that on his previous yeah, podcast. Yeah, he, so he, he does. Yeah, he does yeah. a fair bit, actually. Um, what else? Uh yeah, there's a few we're going to share. There's a lot of stuff I we sort of can't announce because it hasn't been. Um, but we'll, I'll, I'll plug, uh, look up on socials, Flytrap Studios. Uh, look up Coerce. Look up Moni. Look up Skulkar. Look up Richo Kid. Look up K the Sovereign. Look up Penny Purr. Look up 17. Look up Locks. Uh, look up Ruinous. Yeah, we'll get them all on the podcast. Um, I've got a few interesting characters I've spoken to about getting on the podcast. Um, I've got a band called Roadboat, mm. so the boys can wouldn't mind having a fucking free plug and have. I'd love arm. to have a. I'd love to have like a full band on. Yeah, full band. So they were a band, a group of friends of ours. A few guys I went to cook, uh, uni with. Um, I decided to make a band. We came up with a fucking name on the spot. Just did gigs. Nice. You know, like the monkeys. You know, the monkeys had someone come along and just go, "I'm going to make a band." Mm. We're sitting there punching a few hot ones, having, having, a, having, a, having a beer, one, one an arvo. And, as you um, do. As you do. And um, I said, let's do it like the monkeys. Mm. I'm going to make a band. Mm. So we did. We had two rehearsals, three shows. Boys are still together doing bits and pieces, but yeah. Crazier, bigger ideas have been uh, come up with while smoking weed. So I commend you. Yes yeah. and no. To anyone who says it's be like this is like this is one thing when when I told them I was going to be my parents I was going to have a stab at being a comedian and they were like oh this is, seems like a half baked idea yada 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 to anyone out there being creative look people Ugh. with much less talent than you have gone much further off much wacky ideas one hundred percent so you'll never know until you give it a go and believe you me a lot of people. Like my 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 DMs and shit are always open. If if anyone ever just wants to fucking like, don't hit me up for stupid shit. I'm sending you dick pics later, Lucian. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> they don't bother me, mate. <laughs> Fuck em. You might need a magnifying. I've probably seen I've probably seen big heads in urinal, mate. But probably. Anyway, um, <laughs> now nah, look, if if someone wants some, like you know, like just wants to know the bizzo, like what do you do with this and that and the other, mate, like. How do I get a gig? How do I do this? And like, what do you think of my song? Hmm. What do you think of my set? What do you think of my my art? Like, you know, if you want somebody to give you some constructive criticism, honest constructive criticism, and um, like, yeah, I'm I'm always open. You hmm. know what I mean? Like, like I said before, I'm not a walking contradiction, but 
you know, I, I do commend people out there for putting their fucking, you know, their, their ass on the line and yeah. creating what they what they love, you know. Yeah. And there should be a lot more of it. There, yeah, and you'll, you'll never know who appreciates your art until you put it out there. A hundred percent. Yeah. And... That's why I was like to my friend Tori and her and her boyfriend, like, like they make a bit of music, but they haven't recorded and released anything. And I was yeah. like, why don't you set up a SoundCloud thing? It's like, oh, we don't have any money for a recording studio. And I was like, well, fuck it. Why don't you just come and release it on, use my mics to record it. My mics are pretty good. Oh, look, Pro- probably if, if you've not- got someone that wants to do that, we can start something out, mate. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, it's like... I'll hook you up. You can record on my mics. You can use my laptop to upload it. It's like, just put something out there because mm. you never know who will appreciate it. But a lot of people, like I've, I've met some fucking very, very talented people and they just will not, it's 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 the most frightening thing for them. It is frightening. I get you know? it, but so, I can do it. I'm actually pretty stoked. I got uh, tickets to Carnival to Monolith at Red Hill Auditorium on the twenty. Oh no, seventeenth of September mm-hmm. up at Red Hill. So Carnival are playing. Nice. So I'm going with the old fucking schoolmate. That's going to be all right. Get on the cans in. Fucking um, got the 29th of October. Uh, Beeporium for Mike Slade. Um, Looking at getting uh, the open mics up and running again for the hip hop, but um, at the moment it's just a matter of because I like to do them as a free event. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all ages, but no one's really going to rock up to a place without a bar. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of finding a venue that'll accommodate us for now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot coming in the works. We've got uh, tour dates coming up, so interstate tour dates coming up, which I can't really say about. For myself in November, December. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it. We've got a show. I may as well plug that. Go on. So we've got a pl- uh, show coming up soon, which will be like more of a variety late night TV show. We'll be showcasing artists, creatives, and stuff from Perth, uh, mostly starting with the hip hop scene. Chewing the Fat with Lucy in Black. We're tossing up between that name and It's a Rap. I think chewing the fat. I reckon chewing the fat because it's um it doesn't sort of narrow it down to hip hop, you know. What exactly. I mean? You know? And so. not that if you wanted to if you wanted to do a rap exclusive thing, not that you couldn't use chewing the flat chewing, chewing the, the fat, fat either, yeah. You know. Um But do you remember you're probably a bit young, but you remember Hey Hey Saturday? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was more of like a variety show. Right. And I think that the reason why a lot of people still sort of fucking remember it is because it had so many elements to that show. Yeah. Where you had your fucking <laughs> Joe Blow off the street doing their little act. Yeah. You had um, uh, performances by fucking international artists. You had your fucking um, your games. You had. So I want to bring sort of something of that type of element in the sense, like I don't really even give a fuck if no can't watches it, to say the truth. You know what I mean? It's just the fact of doing it and creating it you know yeah um but yeah it's just sort of like a performances uh by the artist interviewing the artist having a comedian on vox pops which is what we're gonna discuss having you get involved in um yeah like end of the day if everyone can get together and create shit like this and have a fucking good time doing it mate like Mm. Why not? What a, what a great way to spend a weekend. Well, look, if we only get to live this life once, why not have some fun doing it? Eh? You know, and you, you'd know 
fucking being a tradie and being, being on the tools on site and shit like that, it can become a monotonous thing every fucking day. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So why not throw as much spontaneity into your life as you fucking can? And yeah. if it's more than, if you bite off more than you can fucking chew, then so be it. Yeah. You know, Fuck. like... I mean, look, no one is remembered, like... No one remembers or is remembered for the things they didn't try. That's exactly right. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, people are remembered for the things that they did try. And even sometimes when they failed, like nobly. Like I remember oh. the, the other night at the Comedy Lounge, <clears throat> a- apparently I got fourth for that thing. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And I lost. Yeah, because it's a voting system. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like the gong show where it's done by No, chairs, no, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's done by paper. And exactly. then it's more about who... See, I, I I quite like that format. Yeah. But you'd have to be a very, how do you explain it? You got to be a very much of a people pleaser with that sort of jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which my joke Whereas, style is not. Like I go but, to yeah. see the comedian for that particular comedian's humor. Yeah. Now I understand that some people are going to bomb or shit like that, which I you know I do generally feel sorry for because you can sort of see where they're going with it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <clears throat> but yeah, I think with those sorts of shows, I do like the format because it's quick pace, boom, 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 boom. Um, like sort of like the rugby league of fucking comedy, you'd say. Yeah. But um, I do like the like you know the union fucking sort of side of it where you've got your different fucking players doing different positions. You exactly. Know? But yeah, apparently, apparently, I came real close to tidying with Xavier Zushai for yep. third place. Zave's and you shout know, shout out to Xavier. Exactly. What's up, my G? Yeah, shout out Xavier. And uh, we also had it was Sadi Chalabi on and Jill the Scottish <coughs> Terrier on. Yep. And I remember just thinking, like, I wasn't upset for losing. I was just happy. I threw my hat into the ring, yep. and it's like Sarah told me I came fourth, and it was like, fuck, what what noble opponents to lose to. You know, it's like Xavier, Sadi, Jill. That's where like, you'll go yeah. far because you're 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 very um how would you put it? You're very humble in that sense. Like just keep doing you, bruv. Thank you, man. Yeah you know I mean like <clears throat> like obviously it's it, it it's a fucking very very fucking fine line with comedy because you've really got to cross your T's and dot your eyes. I in a sense yeah. of like, you know, you can it's it's fucking. It's one opinion or one or one fucking word, mate. And them bastards are trying to cancel you. You know, Look, like I. You know what? I remember the first show <coughs> I did. I. You know how? I'm sure you've been to the Gong Show before. Yeah. I think I have Shinny. the record. Shinny. I think I have the record for fastest Gong rising of plates at a show. Yeah. Because I I, I think so. Because I had a show where I was doing well, and then I wanted to go into shit. And this was my first show. I, <laughs> was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was shaking like a leaf, and I thought, just fuck it. Did and you like, kill it, or was it, I, was I got, it was a half I got and through half. the gong. I got through the gong, oh, and like I was doing well. But like I had one joke which did particularly well. But the opening to the joke was so brutal. Yeah, um, okay. Because I won't tell you the whole joke on the air, but uh, I did. The opening to the joke was, "Have we got any roommates in the building? Get yeah. some cheers, Yay. And then. I was like, yeah, when it funny this, when it comes to roommates, women are kind of retarded. Now, oh. I tell you, I tell you that was Can't use that word. the <laughs> fastest rising of plates yeah. you have ever seen. Oh, 100%. But I got to the end of the joke and I won the crowd back. So it didn't fucking matter. 
you know. But yeah, it's very, very yeah, it's 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 fucking fine line, isn't it? It bro? is, it is, man. Like you've just gotta you've just gotta get up there and and like fucking but you never know until you try. No, hundred percent. You never know until you try. And the thing as well is like most audiences I find are pretty forgiving for offensive shit. Yeah, but also I, uh, it depends on the time slot. It's it's a weird thing, but like oh, too early, the crowd isn't lick it up enough. Yeah, you know, like enough you enough. can sort of see fucking yeah, like that first act has the hardest gig in the show. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm loving this format of the ten o'clock slot. Oh man, it's so good. Because usually on a on a Saturday night, if I haven't got a gig on or I'm going to go, like sometimes I, I I just go to a gig to like you know yeah. show my face. Hey, go on, blah 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 blah. Go to another gig, how you going, blah, blah. Then it's like, well, I want to do something for myself, so I'll go to the fucking comedy lounge at 10. Yeah. It's good that that's got that slot. They, they should... You know what? Even when the funniest five competition runs out, they should keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, just like... Yeah. Even if, even if it's just like, not so much open mic, but fucking just, just something, you know, like... I think open... You know, to be honest with you, I think the open mic setting for it is perfect. You can put some pro acts yeah. in there. You can put some semi-pros. You can put some amateurs. Yeah, like, like whatever. Just mix it up it a mix bit. Mix it you know? up. Like, yeah. and because... So who's your favourite com- comedian at the moment? Like In the Perth scene? In the Perth scene, yeah. Ooh, Jesus. Um, it's hard because there's a lot of good ones. Um, My I, favourite's Corey. Corey White. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What a. Oh, man. He's up there, eh? Mate, he, he's, he fucking. He goes for it so hard. I he is so fucking. Like, he's a smart guy, mate. Like, I don't think. Uh, I don't. A lot of shit does go over my head because I don't think I'm fucking. I'm, I'm not as learned as him about world events and yeah. shit like that. But fuck me, mate. He's staunch bloke. Fucking staunch cunt, mate. Well, I, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, so let's just pick my five favourite. And Corey White, and in no particular order either yeah. because it's just too hard. But Corey White definitely in there. Sadi Chalabi has to be up there. Um, really love what John Wing is doing, yep. the young fella. Um, David Morgan Brown. Yeah, John Wing I saw. I was with him last week. Me, him, Blumfield and Jamal, we all mm-hmm. caught up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know yeah off air you know what it is i gave him a certain <laughs> substance and apparently he's a bit like you now where he's like i don't need to do that again yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and i'm like fair enough john that was um, great i like chicken i ate it once i will not eat it again <laughs> um but uh so yeah him and I didn't sell all that substance to him. I'm not a dealer. I just sort my friends out, okay? You found it on the ground. Exactly. Exactly. I go, right, listen, I sort my friends out, okay? And if that means fucking a woman for a bottle of vodka, I'll do it. And so we've said Sadi Chalabi, David Morgan Brown, John Wing, Corey White. For number five... You, you got you to... Gotta... <laughs> it's pretty hard you gotta, to go... You got to pretty... go Wolfie, man, like... I, I love Wolfie too, but again, I just feel like he's kind of he's not contained to Perth now. Like he's done nah, two he's, of the yeah. even Zave Zave's overseas. Yeah, and- I, I would say as far as the local scene goes, I'd have to say Chris Pachula. Pichul- yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think he's. I love his shit. I, I love his shit. You know, I'd have to say my five. I'd say mainly because I see them a lot and I enjoy their. I'd say. I've got to say, Corey. Of course. Um, 
You've got to say Wolfie because he's my bro. He's great. Uh, Nikki, Nikki, uh, Nikki Justice. I have not seen yet. I yeah, look yeah, to yeah. It. So um, I know her through a friend of mine, um, Ned. I saw her set. Um, Zave. Yeah. And I'd have to say um, the two boys from Inept. You know the Inept podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruno, and, Bruno, uh, and um, oh, and um, and Tarbo, Tarbo, yeah, Tarbo, yeah, Tarbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking funny dude. So me and Zave, Zave had the Speakeasy Comedy Lounge. Yeah. So that was at the venue that I was leasing. So he used to have that downstairs. That was mm-hmm. my venue in uh, Perth. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, we closed. Well, that got closed <laughs> down by City of Perth because of heritage listed shit. But Fuckers. we're gonna do that as a it was gonna be a, like a Friday nights cocktail sort of thing. And I met all the guys sort of there. So, them two boys, man, their podcast is bomb. Man, yeah. And and Bruno, them as stand-ups, so, good. so funny, man. So good. Yeah, like, Bruno, well, he, that uh, last gong show he won, yeah. so well-deserved. Yeah. So well. He was just on point that night. And, Fucking, uh, um, I like comedians versus rappers when they have that at the Comedy Lounge during uh, Fringe. That's actually. Have I'll you been to that down. before? No, I've not. I'll have yeah, comedians versus rappers. So they have uh, three comedians and three rappers. So a lot of the like Skullcar, oh, fucking Azzy. And so what? They just roast each other. They roast each other. Yeah, basically. So it's a, it's a fringe show. Yeah, called comedians versus rappers. I might be doing a roast show soon, but I won't share any of the details yet because it's not confirmed. But how I'm- would you go with the roast show? You just sitting there giving old mate shit. I think. Look, I think. <clears throat> The other dude in the audience or the other guy, if they want to come up to me and say, listen, I'd appreciate if you didn't talk about this one thing. Yep. I won't go near it. Yeah, of course. Um, Other than that, I feel like if they come, like if they're going on a roast show, they're going there to be grilled. So, and you know what? I like to go to a show prepared. Yeah, of course. On the the train ride in on Saturday night, I did stand up to randoms on the train just to warm up my jokes. Good shit. uh, What, in your onesie? Not on the onesie. I changed into the onesie when yeah, I got there, but like, right, yeah. otherwise you probably wouldn't have made it into Perth. Probably, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I did it. Uh, oh, I did those. I did that warm up on the train, and it, it kind of worked a miracle. Um, but I think for a roast show, the other person's on the end of the line, just thinking, "Well, well, I'm here. Like, I'm I'm here to get roasted." And it's like, if they're standing in front of you, they've agreed to it too. You've agreed to it. You're both adults. You're both like... So the comedy roast, does that work like a like battle rapping where it's one person against one person or is it... I think it can be. Like, it or can is, be, how does it usually work? It is, it, is it like the ones I see on TV where it's like there's an, there's a, the roast of Justin Bieber and there's like fucking 10 motherfuckers on the left and then just that little... It can be both. It can be both. Yeah. I think I think the, sh- the the show I'll do is just a ra- it's just a comedian versus a comedian. Yeah, that'd and be dope, like battle. Yeah, yeah. I Alex love- Flay versus fucking fuckface. <laughs> just be like, can't how fucking many teeth have you got in your head? It's like, <laughs> you know, fucking- I had the joke where I was making fun of Englishmen for like um, how much they're opposed to getting some dental work done, or like, having a wash, or having a wash. Yeah, that or that's uh, what they call a pommy shower, isn't it? We never know to wash. You wake up with the black snake, mate. You get the deodorant and have a pommy shower. You ever heard that one? No. No, I'm a bit of a clean freak. Um, No, it's an old saying. hmm. The black snake is like when you haven't washed the night before and you sleep in the same clothes. Oh, right, right, right. And you get up in the morning and you have a pommy shower. I mean, I've had a few big nights where I've done that. I've had a few big nights where I've woken up in someone else's clothes I didn't go out with and I was like, how the fuck did this happen? Fuck, you have a lot of like 
time memory lapse shit, eh? When you get I do. off your face, eh? I do. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, it'll catch up to me one day, though. Um, yeah, when you can't remember anything. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> man, I can't wait to just be in a straight jacket in a padded cell visited by a fucking... Well, it'll be everyone else's problem then because you won't care, exactly. will you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give a fuck, mate. You don't yeah. care. It's, like, yeah, right. yeah. um, it's everyone else's fucking problem then. Fucking amen. That's what I've always said. Hey, just stick me in the willy bin, throw me off the jetty. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be dead. I don't I was care. Like, don't, don't spend money on a coffin. Yeah. Don't spend money too much money on a funeral. Mate. Feed me to the dog. You can right? have your enlightenment and your Jesus and your God mm-hmm. and that, mate. Just, yeah. Put, give me the worms. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't try too hard to fucking yeah. solve the issue. Um, to quickly plug, guys, the event for... This will be coming out in a couple of weeks, but it will be you know released soon. The tickets are now on sale on Eventbrite for the Degenerates Comedy Show at the um, Chesterfield Lounge behind the Bar Orient in Fremantle. Guys, it is the premiere show of the Professional Degenerates brand. We've got Chris Petrullo and Shash MCing. We've also got a great lineup of comedians, okay? And uh, I really hope you guys uh, come down, support the local scene, and That's spend it. some money on tickets. It's $15 a ticket. 15 uh, bucks, mate, for comedy. Come on. 15 bucks for fucking... 15 bucks for fucking 12 comedians and two MCs. Mate, that is just awesome. Yeah, an hour and a half of comedy. And you know what? The venue is fucking really nice too. Send so me the dates got- for that shit too and I'll plug it as well, man. I will, man. I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll message it over to you now. Uh, so, guys, go give it a geese. Uh, you will enjoy it. The Professional Degenerates podcast is on Spotify. And uh, that is how you can stream it. And if you want to donate to the Spotify, help the brand grow, help the thing grow, be involved in the conversation, uh, you can donate to it on Patreon. Uh, we're still waiting for that first patron. Um, yeah, the Degenerates podcast is all the episodes are free to air on there, but we are thinking of doing some exclusive apps once we start getting some paid, um, some Booyah. donors. Exactly. So we'll do some exclusive apps for donators only. Um, guys, this has been the Professional Degenerates Podcast signing off. Catch you later, motherfuckers. Catch. Catch.